Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Hola Chicana Moms, I hope you're doing amazing. Last week, I was not able to record because I have three more weeks of grad school. Oh my God, I am ready to like, I'm done. (laughs) This school thing, I love to learn, don't get me wrong, but I am so burned out that I'm trying my best to just like survive these last couple of weeks. I am so excited to graduate um, this May. And I, it's just amazing. I, every time I think of it, like my eyes get all watery. Like I get so emotional. But it's because I have to put myself there mentally so that I can keep pushing forward because it's just so much work. I actually just finished a paper today, the longest paper of my um, grad school. And um, I, th- I still have some assignments coming up that I have to finish, but they're easy. But overall, that's the reason why, um, and I was like, okay, I'm so burned out and I need to breathe. And I cleaned my home. I am enjoying being at home more often, I guess, because I'm always at home just doing work and cleaning and it's pretty interesting. And I wanted to share with you guys that I have two boys, a 17-year-old. Well, he's going to be 17 this May and I have a 10-year-old. Now, um, it was pretty funny because yesterday, um, well, last night, um, well, not last night, yesterday in the evening, <laughs> um, my oldest son says, take me to Walmart. I want to buy like two tents. I was like, for what? Um, because I, we want to camp outside and, you know, we wouldn't just kind of chill and, I was like, all right. So I take him and I was like, I'm not going to buy a big one. He's like, no, I'm going to buy it. Obviously, he didn't have that much money, but he bought the little one, which is like 14 bucks. It's pretty cool. And he bought himself one and he bought his little brother one. So I helped him set it up and I took him outside and they were in the backyard camping out. They had like four, four bottles of Gatorade. I was like, okay, seriously, you guys, you guys are overdoing it. You don't need all these Gatorades. But anyway, that was their little thing. They were bonding and it's pretty interesting because it was my oldest son's idea because he wanted to kind of record and do this thing with like YouTube or I don't know what. And um, and my youngest son's like, all right, fine, I'll do it with you, you know, but next time I need something, I hope you're there for me. They were just kind of negotiating. Um, they took all the cobijas out, like las almohadas. Um, and I was like, all right, guys, say your prayer. I'm going inside. I'm going to crack the window open. If you guys need anything, I'll be there. Honestly, I couldn't even sleep. It was so cold, like my antennas were hurting, and I kept kind of like waking up, seeing if they're okay. I was, I could not sleep. And I, before I went to bed, I was like, okay, you guys, this is what it actually feels like to to be a homeless person that's you know out there sleeping in the cold in a tent, very uncomfortable. There's like no restrooms. They're like, really? Do you really have to go to that extent? I said, yes, I do. You guys have to understand, like. This is, you know, you guys are very, I guess, fortunate to have, you know, your home that you can just kind of, okay, I don't want to sleep in this tent anymore. I can just go back inside. I said, there's people that can't do that. But um, when I went to sleep or I was trying to go to sleep, 
I was just thinking like, oh my God, are they okay? Okay, fine. No, no, no. They're okay. They're in the backyard. I kept telling myself that it was so like interesting and funny at the same time. So I wake up like at 7 a.m. and I was like, okay, I need to get these kids inside because they're probably freezing in there. So I go outside and they're like hechos bolas inside the tent. And my youngest son did not zip the whole zipper in the front of the tent. Oh my God. I was like, are you kidding me? So yes, sure enough, I get them up. They're all stretching. They're like, we're not doing this ever again, mom. This is like so weird. It was just so uncomfortable. But that was just so funny because... um I, I never thought they would want to camp outside. And then it was like a child tent, so they didn't really fit in there. It was just so funny. I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting how our kids do these like crazy, funny, random things. Um, and they'll look back, you know, they're going to look back and talk about that time. Whereas remember when we camped out, like that's why I encourage those moments like I could have said no 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 están locos you know I grew up hearing that a lot you know no 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 van a hacer eso es por cochinero me van a hacer un cochinero no to me it's like go for it I'll support you you're gonna be in the backyard you guys want to do it fine it doesn't hurt because it's memories that we're creating with our kids you know and I think that as parents whenever we take care of ourselves and we're doing what we need to do for self-love and self-care we're in tune we're present you know, because we love ourselves and we're going to love our kids even more. Um, and the reason I say that, you guys, is because when we get burned out, we are not handing over respect and love the way our kids need to be loved and respected. So it's really important to always like check ourselves and think like, hold on a second. Am I meeting my children's needs? You know? Um, yes, we can say we buy them clothes, we give them food, we have shelter for them. There, it's more than that, you guys. It is more than that. It is not just about materialistic things, you know. It's about really spending that quality time with our kids so that when they look back into their childhood, they remember, well, my mom and dad actually took the time to hear me out and have me explore random things, but it helped me mold with the man or woman I am now. So today I want to talk to you about this topic called signs of danger versus safety. I'm going to read you a list of things that are considered danger. And this is where you're going to be able to look or hear me say these things and evaluate where do you fall under? Do you fall under the category of danger or do you fall under the category of safety? So as adults, it is normal, okay? It's, I know it's not okay, but I say normal because as human beings, we're not perfect and we are going to mess up in our lives. We're going to fall into a danger zone sometimes, but as long as we don't get stuck there, as long as we bounce off that section and go into the safety route. And a lot of the times it requires professional help to be able to get out of those danger zones. And what I'm talking about is also substance abuse, okay, anger, depression, anxiety, right? So I want you to really hear all of the things I'm going to name in regards to the danger and the safety zone. And we're going to evaluate a little bit more of how to be able to stay in that safety zone. 
um, and how to bounce out of that danger zone. Okay, so let's get started. All right, so I'm going to start off by reading you a quote. And this quote is a little lengthy, but please pay attention. Okay? The quote is called Chapters of My Life. Chapter one I walked down the sidewalk and fell into a deep hole. I couldn't get out and I couldn't figure out why. It wasn't my fault. It took a long time to get out. Chapter two, I walked down the sidewalk and fell into the same hole again. I don't understand. It wasn't my fault. I really had to struggle to get out. Chapter three, I walked down the sidewalk and fell into the same hole again. This time I understood why and it was my fault. This time it was easier to get out. Chapter four, I walked down the sidewalk and saw the same big hole. I walked around it and I didn't fall into that hole. Chapter five, I chose another sidewalk. There are certain situations in which we will continue to mess up. And it's gonna take us time to understand that concept of knowing I'm only human and I can get out of this and I'm gonna do it and I've done it, right? So it takes time. Everyone heals very differently. Never try to put yourself in this position of being angry with your frustration. It's owning it and understanding it. Now I'm going to read you the danger zones. These are the red flags, okay, of evaluating what side you are on. The reason I wanted to do this is because sometimes it takes, you know, that moment to listen to something to make you evaluate, wait, hold on, where am I? Do I need help in my life or am I doing pretty good? And a lot of times we're able to know that. But sometimes when we're in the danger zone, we can be very naive and to think everything's fine when everything is not fine. So these are the red flags and danger zones. You isolate yourself. Not taking care of your body. You don't eat right and you don't sleep right. You fight with people. You have too much free time on your hands. You have destructive behaviors. You feel stuck, you lie, you have negative feelings and you act them out. Uh, you cancel treatment. If you know you have to go to treatment and therapy or substance abuse classes, you cancel them. You stop taking medication as prescribed, either too much or too little. You're passive, eh, why bother? You're cynical and negative. Not fighting PTSD symptoms, example, dissociation and self-cutting. Not learning new coping skills. Become physically sick. Believe treatment is unnecessary. 
spend time with people who use substance abuse, cannot hear feedback because you're not open to constructive criticism, too much responsibility on your plate. You think people are trying to make you look as a bad person. You stop caring, so you stop trying. You're arrogant and you're absent from work and school too often. Many of the things that I read under the danger zone can pretty much go hand in hand. Let's say, for example, you say, you know what? I find myself fighting with people like I'm just snappy and annoyed. Well, to me, I would tell you, it seems like you have too much time on your hands. You're bored. You're not focusing on anything productive. So you're focusing on other people's business, right? So one negative thing can lead to another negative thing and another negative danger zone. So of all the ones that I read, does one stand out for you? Hmm, think about it. The next list I'm gonna to read to you is the green flags. These are safety. This is the zone that we all want to be in and it's gonna take time to, be, to get there. And it's not about giving up, it's just about being patient. As I'm saying that word, patient, you guys, I actually came across, um, I was listening to all, um, Oprah and she was interviewing a lady and this stayed with me. So she said that people who are impatient are people who are suffering. That was pretty interesting. And then it made sense to me. If you're present in your life, you're appreciating everything. You're grateful for your life every second, every moment. And if you're impatient, you don't care about the present moment. All you care is about getting somewhere fast. It's not enjoying your life. You know, we, we don't want to get old so fast, but people are really living life in a very fast pace. It's just slow down, slow down and enjoy every moment. Now, in order to be there, I'm going to read this list of safety things, okay? Where we want to be, the safety zone, I should say, okay? This is the green flags. Spending time with supportive people taking care of your body, you're able to get along, you have a structured schedule, not an OCD schedule, a structured schedule, your behavior is under control, you feel like you're moving forward in life, you're honest with yourself and others, negative feelings expressed in words versus in behavior, you attend all treatments regularly, you take the medications as prescribed. You're active in coping. You're realistic and positive. You're learning new coping skills. You stay physically healthy. You believe that treatment is necessary for you. You spend time with clean people that don't use substances. You listen to feedback your appropriate responsibility. You feel okay around people. You care and try. Your realistic concern and you attend work or school. The realistic concern is that you're not being dramatic. You're very realistic that, hey, I'm concerned about something, but I can't control it. 
understanding that. All of those are the safety zones. So do you fall under this category? Think about it. So if you find yourself being in the danger zone, because you're isolating yourself, you're angry majority of the time, well, or you're depressed or there's anxiety, um, you're relapsing, I mean, any of the above, get help. Get help so that you're able to live a healthy, safe life for you and your family. Hey, I get it. It is not easy to go get help when someone's telling you, right? It's going to be at your, at your pace. And the reason I'm saying get help, because sometimes if you hear it from somebody else, it clicks. We don't have to go to therapy when we're in crisis. You can go to therapy just for personal growth and get to know yourself, be in tune with yourself. That little girl that is in you, that little Chicana little girl that's in you that grew up in a home where you were yelled at, you were humiliated, you weren't given a voice. I can relate. It takes time to get out of that. I get it. I get it. You want to be able to heal that inner child. Always know that you're worthy of putting yourself in that position. If you're afraid, think about it. What's the worst that can happen for me to go to therapy? A lot of the times it scares people because you're able to dig deep into bringing these emotions that hurt. And that's usually what ends up leaving us in this danger zone. The traumas that we experienced growing up. But let me tell you, as human beings, there's no such thing as a bad person, only bad behaviors. When someone is given love and respect, who doesn't love that, right? There's people that have a difficult time accepting that love and respect. But eventually, if they start seeing how important it is, then they start to open up slowly and surely. But a lot of people give up on those individuals. It sucks, right? But it is what it is because sometimes people who are very toxic towards another human being, the other human being needs to be able to put up boundaries to be able to respect their own person. So now the safety zone. Now the safety zone is amazing. It takes time to get there, but it's so worth it. It's this peace of mind. This, you're in tune with yourself that if people talk about you, you don't care. Let them talk. I remember hearing someone say, if no one has ever sat down with you and talked to you and, and get to know you, they don't know you. But they act like they do based on assumptions of how and what they hear about you. And it's nonsense. It's ignorance. So pretty much the purpose of this podcast, you guys, is to really evaluate. Are you living in the danger zone? Or in the safety zone. You can rewind the podcast and hear the list again as many times as possible. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll leave you with this food for thought. Adios. 
Thank you so much for listening to me. I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast and on Instagram as also at Chicana Health Coach. Gracias. Thank you.